Welcome back, baby, to the Northern Steel Podcast, episode 45. That's a four, and that's a five. Next week's going to be a six. That's how numbers work. Numerically, they rise in order. Just like I'm rising, my moods are getting higher. I'm feeling better because it's getting warmer outside. Another thing rising, temperatures rising. My pantaloons rising. What say you, Chris? Uh, my IQ? No, I said my pantaloons. IQ's not rising. Don't joke with me about that. Come on, come on. My patience? No. Come on, we, we gotta look at this from a glass half full kind of perspective. I am looking at it, because I'm feeling better, feeling good, feeling great. I just don't really think that patience and IQ applies to you, personally. No offense. But hey, your, your smile's getting brighter. Your, your skin's full of vitamin D. Look at you! Look at you shine! Look at you glow, buddy. Very proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. Uh, we are in a good mood, but what, an annoying thing about last week's podcast is again the day after we posted it, Steeler news happened once again. The Steelers got really busy on Thursday. It seems that's when Omar Khan gets excited. He gets ready to do some some uh, free agency news or some moves rather, and he had signed. Braden Fihoko, I do not know if I'm pronouncing that right. I definitely am not. He is Hawaiian or Samoan uh, or both. He is a defensive tackle from the Los Angeles Chargers. He's a, another large man. Uh, he's got a lot of fight, a lot of spirit. A lot of Charger fans are pretty upset by the Chargers letting the, him go, but we're proud of him. They wished him good luck to the next endeavor. So I think... That's what I'd be excited for. But in terms of like his production and actually what his role is going to be on the Steelers' defense, I think right now he's a body. He's a big defensive tackle. He's there for insurance. We need more bodies on the D-line. We didn't have a lot of bodies there, so it's a good pickup. Um, people talked about how he has zero pass rushing ability. But if you can have Cam Hayward running all, at all cylinders and Larry Okunjobi running well, and TJ is healthy, and Alex Highsmith is continuing what he did last year, then you just need a guy in the middle to block up some blockers and just let those guys work. Absolutely. Also, apologize for my nose. I am sick again. So if I sound like I'm plugging my nose, I'm not doing it by choice. It just is. Uh, the Steelers also re-signed Zach Gentry. I don't know if we touched on that last week. I don't know if that happened last week, but I think it did. And it's official now. Uh, but they also signed safety Keanu Neal to a two-year deal. A low two-year deal. After losing Terrell Edmonds. That's pretty huge. That, that definitely fills a gap of what our defense lost in Terrell Edmonds. Uh, and Keanu Neal's a hard-hitting safety, so... I expect to kind of see some big pops and moves coming from him this upcoming season. Yeah, he's a guy who plays a lot of box safety stuff. Um, he likes to get in there. He likes to hit. He's an ex-first-round pick. He kind of has a good balance between what KZ is doing right now. KZ is more of a pass defender safety, and Keanu Neal is more of a hitter. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they'll go with their defensive packages this year. Uh, you know, with dime backers. I know a lot of people want to throw Edmonds to kind of play like a linebacker, dimebacker role, box safety. Uh, now they have Keanu Neal, and maybe they might draft somebody in that role. Intense, spoiler, spoiler. That's what we're talking about today, people. We're talking about 
safeties. But just before I jump into safeties, the Steelers also made some coaching moves. What? Can you actually believe it, Chris? Some wow. coaching moves. I think uh, word got they, out that we did not hire any coaches or had a low coaching staff, so kind of had to go for it. And they said, well, if you don't like that, take this. They signed Glenn Thomas as our offensive assistant coach. All you need to know about that is their interim promotion is already in place when Matt Canada gets fired. <laughs> they will not look outside of the organization. They'll just bump up Glenn Thomas to be OC once that happens. Uh, Glenn Thomas, is he good? Is he bad? <laughs> Tough to say. He was with Matt Ryan through a lot of Matt Ryan's great years. He's had some good uh, moments in college and the NFL as a quarterback coach. He's quarterback friendly. People like him. But at ASU last year, he was bottom five in every offensive category in the Pac-12 last year for college. Uh, sounds a lot like Matt Canada, and his last couple years in college was not doing very well either. So, will this help? Will this not? I don't know, but that's in place. They also promoted a defensive back assistant. I don't remember his name. I apologize. We do really good research here. We put in, amount, we put in the amount <laughs> of effort that we receive from listeners, and we get six listeners so that's the kind of effort we provide baby six and if you're sick and if you're thinking well you should always put in a hundred percent effort well maybe you should listen to the podcast more you think about that dang throw shade dom come on it in all shit. seriousness we're just here for fun we're here for fun and games all right but seriously if you want to yeah. pay more attention to our podcast we wouldn't be upset about it and hit, and hit our donation link um but we're here for fun. Uh, um, yeah, fun and money and fun. And money. Moving on to the draft prospects. We've been talking about them. We've been uh we've covered cornerbacks, we've covered offensive tackles. Now it's time to talk about a position that we said we we're gonna talk about, and I think it's still an important position, even with the signing of Keanu Neal, and that's safeties. Now, mm -hmm. because we lost Terrell Edmonds, that was always kind of a weaker spot anyways. Terrell Edmonds was a very solid player, so it didn't seem like a big need. Then we lost them. Now we have two guys that kind of fit the bill there. But, hey, would it be nice to maybe draft another safety as maybe depth or that shining star that could just take it over? And then you have depth pieces like Keanu Neal, Demonte KZ. That's great. Let's jump into right into the shining star of it all. I'm talking Let's about the man the myth, the legend, the goat, the other adjectives as I work to figure out how to put this video on the Google chat, the, the coaches, the one and only Brian Branch. Ooh. So Brian Branch, Looking let's good. talk about him. While the highlights are on there, I'm going to pull up his stats for you. Or maybe not. We're going to mute it real quick. Golly, look at him go. Getting picks already off the bat in the highlight video. Brian Branch is a 21-year-old safety from Alabama. And man, this guy, he just got jumped up the boards. He's rated really high because he can do it all. He's an intelligent player. He can play box safety. He can play free safety. He can play strong safety. He can play nickel quarterback, a position that we also kind of need, to be honest, after losing Cam Sutton and Arthur Milet's not going to cover it. I'll tell you that right now. 
So Brian Branch is this one who could do it all. He had 90 tackles last year, 58 solo, 32 assisted, 7 pass defense, 3 sacks, and 2 picks. Now, you might be saying, 2 picks, that's not a lot. Yeah, but he's playing a strong safety role. He's kind of playing all over the place. Strong safety, nickel cornerback, free safety. I mean, he's everywhere. That In our defense, when you have a Mika Fitzpatrick, he doesn't need to rack up all those things, right? Uh, and in the past years, I, he probably didn't play as much, but in 2020, he had 27 total tackles, but he still had seven pass defense and two tackles. Golly. In 2021, he had 55 tackles, nine pass defense, one sack, no picks. He is kind of all over the place. He's someone you can really... Uh, he's also had some punt punting experience. Some uh, He has only done two punt returns, but it was for one. His, his attempts are two punt returns for 65 yards and a touchdown. So... Could he do it? Sure. Will he do it? Probably not. Brian Branch, let's go to his draft combine profile. He's got a 6.49 prospect grade because they put him in the cornerback class, unfortunately. But that's because he is so versatile. He can play everywhere. It says he'll become a good starter within two years. He's six feet tall, 190 pounds, uh, 30 arm, three fours. Uh, his production score was 96. Remember, this is, uh, this is on the cornerback rating. His production score was 96. Athleticism score, 67. Total score, 87. That was third for all cornerbacks. Wow. 40-yard dash time was 4.58. A little bit slower. Pretty, a little slow end, but that's okay. Uh, vertical jump was high, 34.5. Ride jump, 10.5. Listen, he's a top five safety prospect. He uh, played in 12 games with only three sets of special year. That's why his numbers were a little bit lower. But he was second team All American as a junior. Started all thirteen games, and uh, he really lit it up and has really jumped on the draft boards. Now here's an interesting NFL comparison. His NFL comparison is Minka Fitzpatrick. Who has Minka Fitzpatrick? The Steelers do, baby. If you like Minka Fitzpatrick on your team, wouldn't you like two of them? I know I would. Imagine two Minkas in the middle of the field. Insanity. That'd be nuts. <laughs> He's a plug-and-play defensive back with every ingredient necessary to become a high-performing starter. Rusty need to know, man. He's quick, fast, strong. He's got the urgent mind. He's very intelligent. He's got the range. He's fast and fluid. Pedals transitions. Able to mirror and match. Relative quickness. Play recognition's high. He reads receiver's eyes. I mean, he's all over the place. He really is. His weaknesses. Okay? You might be asking, this side guy sounds like a god. I think I like him more than Kyle Hamilton last year. Am I just saying that because I'm still salty that he went to the Ravens? Sure, but I do like his tape. He has a small delay in finding the first gear of his top at the top of his drop. Could use tighter route squeeze. That's coaching. Becomes a drag down tackler. So is Minka. That's coaching. And occasionally outflank. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the drag down tackler because if you watch these highlights that are up here, which are not full screen, uh, but he can definitely pop some people. So it's not like he he's dragging people down. That is more of Minka's role, and I don't hate that Minka does that. He is a free safety. He shouldn't be racking up 100 tackles, even though he does, unfortunately, but he shouldn't be. Uh, occasionally, he's outflanked as a run defender from the slot. Well, will he play the slot? Who knows? That's that's up to the students to figure it out, but he can play everywhere. He's smart, competitive, way stronger than you expect. Brian Branch, baby. What uh, You're looking at pick 17... And I don't think you have a chance to get him otherwise. 
And if you don't do pick 17, is he there? If he's there at 32, that is a steal, my friend. You take him. You grab him. Brian Branch, to me, is easily the best safety in this draft class. He brings a lot of versatility. He brings a lot of good tackling capabilities. And then he's also uh, quick and able to read uh, offenses and the quarterback's eyes. Um, the fact that he was trialed uh, with the cornerbacks and did pretty well with them, I think it says a lot, especially since he mostly played out at safety. But uh, I don't know. Brian Branch kind of has it all. So after, like Chris just said, Brian Branch is the best safety in the class, then there is a pretty steep drop-off. Now, these guys up next, they're rated as the second best and third best safeties on a lot of boards. But I would not take these guys until, honestly, the third round. Let's go into why. Up next is Antonio Johnson from, I don't remember already, oh, Texas A&M. Antonio Johnson had 71 tackles last year, 35 solo, one sack, and three forced fumbles. Zero picks. He had one pick throughout his entire college career. But he is a tackling machine. He had one pass defense, five pass defense last year when he had his one pick, and one pass defense. He's not really a pass coverage safety. Now, that might scare you, especially as the Steelers look like they've really transitioned into Picks, picks, picks. When they want turnovers, they want interceptions. This guy's not really providing that. However, I think by watching his tape, he has really good play recognition when it comes to run plays for sure, flat plays, curl plays, any short route passing play, but definitely run plays. He, that's why box safety, to me, is his role. He might as well be a linebacker, to be honest. Like, as a safety, I don't think he does well at protecting the pass. I mean, is he going to cover Mark Andrews, Najoku, Travis Kelsey? I don't think so. A lot of his, his, his draft profile says that he can cover tight ends. I don't know. I, I think there's a reason why in this entire highlight tape that you'll see, Chris, he doesn't have one highlight where he, where he covers a deep pass. That one. He's not really a passing. He, like, he can't even catch either. So would he be a good replacement for Terrell Edmonds? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Go <laughs> uh, on, Edmonds he's, got it every uh, once in a while. Yeah, honestly, the, his tape reminds me of Edmonds' tape from college, but Edmonds was a little bit better. His tape was better than this, but Edmonds still should have been a first rounder. And I don't think, I, I as you'll see, I don't think he should be that high either. Antonio Johnson, he's six two. He's a big, big boy, one hundred ninety eight pounds. Could gain some more weight, especially to play more of a box safety type role. Uh, decent size arms. He got a production score of 80 at the combine. Athleticism score of 59. Jesus Christ. And total score of 79. That is the first ranked score of the safeties in the combine. 6.34 prospect grade. This 40 yard dash is a 4.52, a little bit faster than Brian Branch. Vertical jump 31. Bench press 8, a lot weaker. Golly, 8 bench press. Uh, let's, he, he's got, That's he won the team, he won the team's defensive playmaker award last year with 79 tackles, eight and a half for a loss with one sack, one pick, one pass breakup. Uh, he missed three games and injury in 2022, but was named first team all SEC with leading the team in three forced fumbles and nine starts. His NFL comparison is Kyle Duggar. Do you remember who that is? I don't. So I'm kind of over 
Antonio Johnson as a prospect, to be honest. Uh, he's big athletic safety. We've talked about that. But it's pro size of pro phys- uh, physicality, level of urgency, able to line up over bigger targets, plays box safety. Let's go to his weaknesses. Not a consistent tackler. I think you can tell in the in the highlights, he kind of just goes for the big hit sometimes. Like right here. Misses it completely. Went for the hit. And missed the quarterback. He missed the quarterback completely on that sack play. On that potential sack that he could have had. Over pursues. He's, he's kind of just there for the big hit. He really is. He loves to switch cushion on off-man looks. Backpedals upright. Inconsistent coming to balance. Open field tackler. So basically it's like his, his cover talent diminishes the deeper he gets. Basically his passing is passing defense is not great. However, Keanu Neal is going to play a box safety. Demonte Casey is going to play more of that. If you want this guy to be another guy who can play box safety or even like a secondary linebacker in a big passing spread, like a dime or a quarter even, and you want and you want someone who's a little faster to play that linebacker spot, you could draft an Antonio Johnson to play that role. You have Mika, Demonte KZ, even Keanu Neal could potentially cover passes or whoever slots quarterback in a quarter role. And instead of putting whatever linebacker we have out there, you could put Antonio Johnson in the linebacker spot because he's big enough. He recognizes the small plays underneath well enough, but you're not going to want to trust him in pass defense. You're looking at a third round, maybe even fourth round here, but Chris even has better prospects in the third or fourth round, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know how I'm feeling about it, watching his tape. And this is the first time I'm watching it, so it's kind of a live reaction. But it's, I don't know, very underwhelming. I, I mean, the thing that I notice immediately is the size, right? Like, he's a big dude. He looks like a linebacker safety hybrid. Um, definitely lays the boom. But at the same time, like, he gets involved in the play, but he also, like, gets to play probably, like, 70% of the time. So I don't know if that's a guy that you really want on the defense. Again, like you said, maybe a later round pick for sure. Um, but I don't know. I definitely feel like of all safeties out there, there's there's better prospects out there, in my opinion, over him. I got to agree with you there, Chris. As a matter of fact, this guy right here is a better prospect, in my opinion. You want to talk about having two Mika Fitzpatrick's out uh, out in the safety field with with uh, Minka and Brian Branch? Well, how about another Alabama safety? Just get the Alabama safety boys in there. And we're talking about Jordan Battle. Now, Jordan Battle is another safety seems like who could do it all. The fact that this team didn't win a championship blows my mind <laughs> with both these guys on there and Will Anderson. Uh, he had 71 total tackles last year, 34 solo. Zero sacks, he had one pick. But the year prior, he had 85 tackles, 50 solo, three picks. You're seeing his picks right now. Great awareness, great. And all the picks he has on this highlight reel from his college career are not easy. Quarterback sucks. It's him recognizing the play, player condition, jumping jumping the route. And you got to like to see that. Uh, he is also plays a kind of a free safety, strong safety role. He can play both. Kind of a guy who can do it all, cover the pass, but also... He hits hard, covers the run, too. I really enjoy his tape, to be honest. And I think he could... It's not someone you want to draft too high, but it's somewhere, it's somewhere you could... He could be a gem if you picked him up in the third round if your picks, if your options in the third round have already all been taken. If, you're, if, you, if the Steelers are looking for that D lineman or that linebacker and they've already been taking, 
taken and the value's not there for the positions you like, but Jordan Battle's still there, maybe you take him in the third. Because I think he has the skill set to help out this team because he plays both positions that the KZ and Keanu Neal will do. Uh, Jordan Battle, his prospect grade is a 6.33. He is 6'1, 209 pounds, bigger than all the other safeties, uh, weight wise. 32 arm inch. He had, a, he's, he had a production score of 76, athleticism score of 74, total score of 79, which was third of all defensive backs. He runs a 4.55 40 yard dash, uh, 1.56 bench press 17. He's strong, boy. He big, he lifts weights. <laughs> Let, let's see. He uh, was the leader of the secondary for the Alabama Tides 2020 National Championship. The uh, same one that Najee was on. He had one interception. It was returned for a touchdown. Bat- a battle gained 13 Associated Press All-American first team all, C- all SEC accolades in 2021, according to 84 tackles. In 2022, battle was a 13 AP All-American first team all-conference pick after logging 71 tackles on one pick. His NFL comparison is someone that I wanted the students to draft in front of Terrell Edmonds back in 2018, and that's Justin Reed. And I still like Justin Reed to this day. He offers a size, speed, and pedigree to become a starter early in the NFL career, shows a certain sageness to his game, his usually where he needs to be on the field, he's around the ball, but he's not a thumper in run support, he will miss tackles, and he's slow to finding his positioning. He typically finishes plays that are R in front of him. Battle has a physical and mental makeup to upgrade a defense in need of a steady safety play. His strengths is uh, versatility to cover the slot, precious ball carriers, careful not to get trapped inside traffic. He steps downhill to tackle through toughness and technique, most fluidity, instincts, and processing, and he's returned three of his six career interceptions for touchdowns. His weaknesses is run support consistency diminishes away from the line. His average fuel for readers, runner, open field cuts, lacks high-end stopping punch, can be a little late breaking down in tackles. Takes time to build up speed when ranging over the top for those faster tight ends in the NFL, and comes a little too hot pursuing hitches to the flank. Uh, some of those things are a little coachable. You can't coach speed, but some of those things you can coach there. But above all, Chris, I would say I like him more than Antonio Johnson. But again, I don't think you need to reach on him. You don't need to panic and grab him. I would say a third-round pick fits the bill for Jordan Battle if you want to go that route. Absolutely. Jordan Battle is someone who I saw last year after we didn't draft a single safety. I was like, well, we, uh, we're going to need to be looking at some dudes. And he was the top-rated safety coming out of last year. And now I don't really know... What happened? Maybe there's a positional change. Maybe they switch it up because they're bringing a Brian Branch, and they wanted to get both ball players like at their best position possible. But um, I think Jordan Battle's definitely a name to be on the lookout for. I think he can definitely flourish in our defense and and make some big splash plays. And like you said before, something that I really like when we're looking at highlight tapes uh, is the ability to make. Uh, a play on the ball, whether that's a pass deflection or an interception. And sometimes, you know, you look at those highlights and it's really easy or it's a really bad throw. Not really the case of Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle really made some great catches and jumped on the ball really well. Um, I'm curious to see where he's going to go in this draft, but uh, if he happens to fall into our lap, kind of in those uh, later front row picks, then I'm I'm totally okay with that. So, yeah, let's see what happens there. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Chris. Now let's jump into some of your safety prospects that are definitely below the line, except for one I kind of like. But let's jump into them. What do you want to talk about first? Perfect. Let's go with uh, Sydney Brown out of Illinois. Sydney Brown. Illinois, that sounds familiar. Yes, it is, and I'm going to talk on that, too. Uh, so, first, let me just start off by saying Sydney Brown is a sh- safety for the University of Illinois. And if you're kind of here in Illinois, you'll you'll notice uh, I kind of spoke really highly on them, not about Sydney Brown recently, but about Devin Witherspoon. I'm a huge Devin Witherspoon fan. He is an absolute stud at the cornerback position. And in my mind, I'm like, well, gosh, he's probably the main reason like nothing's going on for that defense or sorry for offenses playing this defense. Uh, but, you know, after doing some research and I found this little gem here in Sydney Brown, uh, Sydney Brown is a five foot 10, 211 pound safety. Uh, and the? he is amazing. Some of the plays that he made are absolutely incredible. He has really good uh, play recognition skills. His catching ability is honestly unreal, and his ability to just kind of uh, shorten the gap between him and players is really, really nice and something I noticed in his highlight tape. Um, Looking at his stats briefly, uh, he absolutely had a year for himself in 2022. Uh, He had 60 total tackles. Uh, one sack, but he he racked up six interceptions and one, brought one of those back for a touchdown itself. Uh, and as I said before, those six interceptions, as we're watching it right now, he makes some really good jumps on these balls, and he's not afraid to get into a play, which is really nice. Uh, looking at his production score in the combine, his production was 66, which was ninth out of all defensive backs. But he scored number one uh, for athleticism score uh, with an 89, and he ranked fifth out, out of all defensive backs uh, with a 75. He had a 4.47 40-yard dash, a 40.5-inch vertical jump, and he repped off 23 uh, reps for bench press, which is pretty 40.5. pretty outstanding for us. Yeah. 23? Um, so, yeah, it's insane. It's what a number, right? The dude's stacked. Um, so in 2022, Brown was a first team all Big Ten pick on uh, the nation's top scoring defense after intercepting six passes to tie for third in the FBS to go along with his 60 tackles. Uh, a lot of people really like his physical frame as a safety. Uh, you know, in his career, he might have had six interceptions last year, but he posted 10 over his entire career. So obviously you can tell he's a ball hawk and someone that likes to get involved in the plays. Um, as far as weaknesses go, you know, they, they talk about how tight his hips are. So maybe he's not able to open up and, and really turn and, and catch up with those receivers. Then he struggles to stay Brock connected. Purdy, by the in, way. Yeah, I I noticed that too. Uh, And he struggles to stay connected in man coverage. Well, guess what? Steelers uh, only play the zone ever. So uh, I guess that's pretty good. Um, But overall, I was was pleasantly surprised with Sidney Brown. He's uh, he's definitely uh, someone that I would like to keep my eye out with. And looking at his highlights, heck, I I would put him second, maybe third round, but I wouldn't put him much further than that. 
And a little fun fact about uh, Illinois, uh, his they their defense actually ranked first in scoring by only allowing 8.4 points per game last year. Less than Jeez. nine points, Dom. And they were Jesus. third in total defense by only allowing 228 total yards per game. So when you have guys like Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon kind of covering the ends there, you, you that smells like success to me, honestly. So uh, look out for Sidney Brown in this upcoming draft. Dom, do you have any thoughts on him? Yeah, I like his hair. Gotta love that. Love, love the all-hair team. Uh, I really like his tape. Picks are sexy. I know a lot of people, he's probably ranked as low as he is because he is 5'10", but mm-hmm. he plays like he's 6'2". He's got a lot of heart. He looks strong. He's got a lot of confidence. He is aggressive. He's just in there. I mean, yeah, that's that. those kind of plays right there are going to be tough, those fade plays, but how often are you going to ask a guy like that to, to do those things? I mean, he's just... Exactly. He, I, 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 like his, I like his drive. I like his fire. He honestly, like you said, high second might be like our second round pick. Our second pick in the second round might be, ooh, I don't know, but I wouldn't necessarily hate it because I like this tape a lot. But third round, yeah, dude, pull the tr- pull the trigger. Don't bother me. Absolutely, absolutely. And now if we got him and Devin Witherspoon, <laughs> I'd be a, I'd be all right about it. Yeah, better watch out. All right, we got all right next? next guy. And next guy is going to be Jamie Robinson out of Florida State University. Okie doke. Tackle machine. So, looking at Jamie Robinson, yeah, like Dom just said, he is a tackle machine. He uh, racked up 99 tackles for this Florida State defense with five tackles for loss, one sack, and one interception, and five pass deflections. So, by if we're talking about a ball hawk, it's not really him, but he's definitely someone who is not scared to make the play or the tackle. Um, that It is funny that I say that because I might backtrack a little bit because even watching this last play, you know, even though he doesn't shy away from uh, hitting people, it really doesn't seem like he's... It almost seems like he's a little fearful of putting his full body into it at times. And so, you know... It looks like it had never really affected him in his tackling game, but that's always something that I kind of looked at and I'm like maybe a little worried about. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Jamie Robinson uh, played really, really well uh, last season, uh, and he was kind of a dependable force as far as making sure guys got down uh, and you know weren't getting into the end zone. Um, he is 5'11", 191 pounds. And in the combine, he ranked uh, second in production score with 80, uh, 16th in athleticism score with a 57. Uh, yikes. <laughs> but he uh, was sixth uh, altogether in total score. Uh, so he's definitely up there in safety prospects and, the, and a player to watch. Uh, he runs a 4.59, so a little on the slower side of what he wanted in the safety and a little on the shorter for the vertical with a 33.5-inch vert. Uh, he did uh, manage to get 23 reps for bench press, which is really nice. Uh, his NFL comparison is Demarius Randall. Um, okay. So, as yeah, I I mean, I wish I knew who that was off the top of my head, but um, Packers. I don't. So, is it Packers? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so with his strengths, 
Uh, you know, he plays with urgency on every snap, and that's something I said. He's not afraid to get in on the play and and really uh, bring bring the hit. Uh, his he attacks seams and crevices uh, as run defender near the line. So uh, you know, someone being able to shoot the gaps is something that's really important to us, uh, especially if any way that we can get our run defense back to the uh, stature that it used to be, uh, anything will help. Um, as far as weaknesses goes, he kind of takes some sloppy angles as uh, as a downhill run supporter. Uh, and he will, you know, overstep positioning and lose his leverage. Um, so just something to kind of be on the lookout for when, uh, you know, if, if teams are going to be drafting Jamie Robinson, uh, I think he has a lot to offer at the position, but at the same time, he's not super high on my list. I'd probably put him at like a fourth round guy maybe a little later even yeah i have to agree i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with him but just think about the steelers needs what they do and it's kind of the same way with antonio johnson although antonio johnson seemed to me like play recognition was a little bit better he just seems like he just runs recklessly towards the ball which is not a bad thing mm-hmm. but does he but does he move the needle for the steelers safety needs i can't say that he does i, I think demonte casey and keanu neal both can do what he can do not that's not a bad thing but if they end up getting him it would have to be a later round like you said four or if they trade back and get some fifth or sixth round picks um it has to be around there because he's not going to in my opinion move the needle to what we already offer at the same position. He would just be another body who can do similar things, which isn't a bad thing at all. Yeah, totally agree. All right. Who, 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 last but not least, Chris. Uh, so I might need some help with pronunciation for his name. Is it uh, G G A R Brown? I, I think it's Jair. J- Jair. I think so. Jair Brown, let's pull him up here, uh, out of Penn State University. We might as well look it up if you <laughs> can look up Jair. I can look up how to pronounce I it. Feel like if, I, I feel like, yeah, if you want to look it up while I'm talking about him, that'd be awesome so I don't look like a total bumbling fool. Uh, but go ahead and play those highlights for us, Dom. Uh, give me one sec. Playing them right now. All right, so uh, Jair, I'm going to say, Brown, uh, is a safety out of Penn State University. He is 5'11", 203 pounds, uh, so he's a little bit shorter in stature, but he definitely has some weight to back up uh, his aggressive, aggressive play style. Uh, last year, he had a phenomenal season. Um Coming in here, he had 74 total tackles, seven of them for loss. He had four and a half sacks, so definitely someone that they trusted for those safety uh, sneaks and getting those sacks. And he had four interceptions, all right? Um, Now, four is a really good number, I feel like, to base off of. But if we're going to look at the player, let's look at him as a whole. And that's coming off of last year's season when he had six. So in the last two years, Jair Brown managed to get 10 total interceptions on this Penn State defense. Um, things that I really like about Jair Brown, and he's really quick. He's able to really close the gap on players and watch the quarterback's eyes really, really well. Uh, something that I enjoyed, and he's super acrobatic. I mean, look at that interception that he just made. One-handed, he jumped out for it, skied, and, and he made a really hard play 
look manageable, which is awesome. And it's definitely something that you want in a player, especially in the safety position. Uh, he's able to pick up on coverage, which is really nice. He's very uh, fluid in his motions and, and just, again, someone that I feel like is dependable uh, with tackling both on the passing game and in the run game. Uh, looking at his combine stats, uh, this is uh, really awesome to see, but his production score was an 89, which ranked actually first among all safeties at the combine, uh, which is huge, especially considering names that we've talked about today and Brian Branch, Jordan Battle, Sidney Brown. Uh, where he lacked a little bit, though, was his athleticism score, which was a 56. Um, that was 18th among all safeties. So total, regardless of his athleticism score, he actually had a 79, which was second among all safeties at performing at the combine. So, I mean, obviously I think Jair Brown has a lot to offer. He has, he ran a four, six, five 40. So again, definitely on the slower side of things, um, and maybe we'll utilize them a lot more as far as like tight ends go. But looking at the NFL today, tight ends are practically receivers. So you got to be quick and you got to be strong to get on top of them. And I think Jair um, Brown definitely has the tangibles to stay on a, a guy, especially like a tight end, and, and maybe break up um, some passes here and there. Um, let's see here. Brown was the team's most valuable player in 2022, and that's being on the same defense as players like uh, Joey Porter Jr., who we talked about earlier. And he was uh, third team All-Big Ten Conference, uh, and he um, was also the defensive MVP of the Rose Bowl that they played in, where he had eight tackles, one and a half sacks, and an interception. Um, so he's definitely a good player. Uh, what I really like about him and what's really cool is his NFL comparison is actually, drum roll please, Ryan Clark. Uh, uh -huh. You might be familiar with that name uh, as he is uh, notable to be uh, on that legendary 2008 Steelers defense team. Uh, but Ryan Clark was someone who was with us for a long time and someone who was a dependable uh, defensive back. And if we can get any kind of player like him, especially to play alongside Minka Fitzpatrick, I'll take it. Um, so looking at Jair's strengths, uh, he brings energy, leadership, and passion to the team. I, def I definitely think that's something that Tomlin looks forward in players is their passion. I mean, sometimes it gets a little annoying, and I think he looks more for that than actual talent, but... Uh, I think with Jair Brown, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Uh, you know, and he plays with the same motor throughout the game. He's versatile. He can play the nickel corner and, and the safety position. And he has a uh, rapid diagnosis of quarterback's intention. So he's able to really read the quarterback's eyes and kind of zone in on what you want uh, to see in a defender. So as far as weaknesses go, um, he... Uh, the desire to make a play can be used against him, uh, assuming that means he just really likes to jump on the ball and he just really wants to make the play. Obviously, that's not always a bad thing, but if you get caught up in like a pump fake or whatever, uh, that guy's going in for six easy. Uh, and he needs to maintain an expanded field focus and he's inconsistent matching route breaks effectively. Um, Jair Brown is definitely a player to watch out there. Um, Dom, what are your thoughts on Jair uh, I got a couple of thoughts. One, I think it's funny that his player comp is Ryan Clark because I don't think I've ever seen Ryan Clark have 
10 picks in his career, let alone in two seasons. Um, <laughs> so true. This dude, this dude covers the pass very well. He's very smart in play recognition in the pass. He's a pick machine, it looks like. Um, and also, it's funny that they did to Ryan Clark, too, because there's a highlight of him going up against the tight end uh, against Ohio State trying to tackle him, and he does not tackle him well at all. Now, they kept the highlight in there because he does get a fumble, a forced fumble out of him after he keeps attacking the tight end. But it, I think that's interesting, that player comp, because Ryan Clark could lay the boom. I don't know if this guy can necessarily, but that's not really what attracts me to him. It's his playmaking ability. It's what he can offer as a turnover. He's uh, quick. He's decisive. Uh, he can rush the quarterback, as you see for these past two highlights that have been on here. He's... Uh, and not to say he can't tackle, he definitely can, but he just seems like he's around the ball. And someone who, like to be paired up with Minka, who's also got a nose to the ball, is definitely not a bad thing at all. Uh, Jair Brown, I would take even in the third round, but as a lot of the mocks that we do, he's available in the fourth. Done deal, I'll take it. I think a Trey Bag get another pick at some of the fifth, I'll take him there too. Uh, I don't know why he would drop that low, but uh, I like both these guys, Jair Brown and Sidney Brown, a lot compared to uh, Antonio Johnson or Jimmy Robinson, based on what they can offer from a turnover option to this defense. Also, you mentioned Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon as two picks the Seuss could get together, which would be really sweet. Look out for JPJ and Jair Brown to become teammates again. <laughs> if that happens. Absolutely, yeah. How could I miss it? Sorry, I'm just so in love with uh, <laughs> Illinois and their defensive backs, I guess. It definitely, It definitely, definitely could. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we're we going to make it a little short. we got a busy week of stuff to do. Um, so next week we'll be coming back. We'll be talking about the linebackers. We did a complete rehaul of the linebackers this offseason by getting rid of all three of our subpar starters for two brand new ones. But I still think this is could draft one, and I just think they could draft one kind of high. As high as the second round, second pick, or as late as the fourth round. So that's be kind of like our rage, what we're looking at for guys. Uh, but we will see you next week. You can follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on uh, Pornhub, on MySpace, on Grinder, and on uh, Jiffy Lube. Chris, you got anything left to say? Go Steelers! Ooh, something new. Love it. Talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.